Good day. Good night, good evening, good morning. All around, just to cover all the bases. It's the afternoon where I am right now recording this. And you can probably pick up on the ambience around me, the raindrops hitting the leaves in the near vicinity or even the microphone itself. So I've taken myself on a dog walk. I'm not going dogging, don't worry. I'm going on a dog walk. And don't worry again, because I do actually have a dog with me. I don't own a dog, but I'm currently looking after one. I'm looking after my friend's dog. His name is Nugget. He's a light brown Cavoodle, which is a cavalier mixed with a poodle. He's one of the most popular breeds at the moment. They are all the rage. I would say just in Australia, but I think worldwide, or especially in white English-speaking cultures. I say white confidently there. Normally I stay away from mentioning that kind of thing, but I think it's I think it's fair to say that white people are the most obsessed with dogs to an unhealthy amount, to the point where dogs kind of rule the household, at least. And this dog has a coat. I know that might not be saying that he rules the house, but, you know, it's newer than mine. His coat is newer than mine. That might be an indication. Ah, hello, sir. Welcome to the British English Podcast Bed and Breakfast. How can I help you? Oh, yes, I'd uh, I'd like to check in early, please. I have a reservation under the name of Mr. Smith, and uh, I'd like to listen to the podcast for free. Certainly. And would you like a turn-down service and a complimentary worksheet with your stay? P- pardon me? A turn-down service? And a free worksheet. What what on earth are they? Let's let's see now, shall we? A turn down service includes getting your bedroom ready for a night of sleep. In other words, I get in your bed, roll around in it, and then get back out. Oh, and the free worksheet is available for anyone listening to the British English Podcast. You can access it by going to the British English Podcast.com slash freebies. That's F-R-E-E-B-I-E-S by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode, or you can download the app called the British English Podcast app. It's rather impressive, as you can listen to every single episode and see the free worksheet on the same page. Very, very useful, and as I said, complimentary usage for any of our guests. So, how's about that turndown service, eh? Fancy it? Uh, I I think I'll pass on that Thanks, but I'll definitely be downloading the app you mentioned. Yeah, where can where can I get my hands on that then? In your device's app store, sir. Search BEP for BEP or the British English Podcast. You can't miss it. Right? Yeah, brilliant. Oh, uh, what room number am I? Room number three hundred and twenty-five, sir. Take the lift up to the third floor. Take a left, and voila, your home away from home awaits you. Right. Right. Thank you. See you tomorrow at breakfast. Sleep well. (sighs) Don't let the bed bugs bite. Because we really do have an abundance of them on the third floor. Anyway. Yeah, I thought I'd take 
microphone out and see what would happen if I do a podcast on the go whilst taking my dog or the dog that I'm dog sitting for a walk. So I'm currently walking past a few terraced houses and I'm about to reach the harbour's edge and I can see a huge cruise ship that has parked up near my neighbourhood in Sydney, Australia. These cruise ships, I don't know if you know much about this during lockdown, but these cruise ships were gone in lockdown days. Um, It's very common in Sydney for cruise ships to be parked up by the harbour and in many people's opinions, ruining the view. Ruining the view! They are visual pollution! Um, and, And sometimes they are actual pollution or they cause pollution because they keep their engines running. That's funny, isn't it? You know when you drive a car and you park up to say goodbye to a friend... You kind of sometimes, well, I used to always wonder whether I should turn the keys off or turn the engine off, turn the keys to turn the engine off or keep it running, keep it idle, we could say. And that was normally on my mind when I was a teenager because I was really stingy with petrol. I was obsessed. Sometimes, and by the way, I'm going up a hill right now, so I am unfit, but I'm not really unfit. Uh, So yeah, I was really stingy with petrol, even to the point where I would coast down a hill. Coasting, in driving language, is when you would pull the gear stick out of gear. And so the engine would not be revving very much. It would just be idle again. Idle meaning on 1,000 revs per minute, I guess. Per minute, isn't it? Not per second. Or is it per second? No, it's per minute. RPM. What? Revs per minute, yeah. Oh dear, he's losing the plot. Anyway, going back to the cruise ship, these cruise ships, they're sitting idle for days, weekends, maybe even a week, if we could stretch that. So yeah, when I was sat there talking to my friends, saying goodbye to them, I was thinking, Uh, Do I talk about this other topic? Because that's going to be another five minutes. So do I commit? And then do I turn the engine off? And then does that mean that they're thinking, oh, he's in it for the long haul, the conversation? Oh, I used to go over and over that way too much. You know, it does suggest that I'm mentally unstable. My therapist tells me I'm not, but that was a joke. I don't have a therapist at the moment. Not that I don't encourage it. I think it's very healthy to have a therapist. Um, Yeah, so that was cruise ships. Now my, not my dog, the dog. uh, Let's call him Nugget, because that's his name. Nugget is now taking me round the corner towards a park that I have memories of when I broke or I ruptured my cruciate ligament, my knee. I was recovering... uh, around here and I was doing physio. I was on my crutches, going step by step, very slowly learning how to walk again. So yeah, I remember that when I come around to this park. But I'm a year on from that now and my knee 
is tickety-boo. Tickety-boo, meaning very good, fine. I sometimes think about it, you know, when I'm bored. <laughs> uh, no, I just... It's just something that I'm aware of. Anyway, um, less about knees, more about me. Although, me is knee. Knee is me. Uh, what else can I talk about on my dog walk with you? Well, firstly, I hope you're well. hope whilst listening to this, you are well. You are happy. You're having a good week. And... Um, that you're, if you're actively studying English, that your studies are going well, that you're motivated to keep going. Oh, I can see one guy. So it's raining, as I said, and uh, one boy has a fishing rod. And would you believe it? He is fishing. He's the only person in this park, apart from me and Nugget. And uh, yeah, I wonder if he's gonna catch anything in this rain. I heard that you shouldn't fish when it's raining because all well maybe it's 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 directly after raining yeah I think it's probably that I was told that after the rain has come the waters are polluted and the fish have been swimming in the city's muck because all of the runoff from the roads is in the water so you shouldn't fish two days after it rains there you go, fun fact. Yeah, I bought a fishing rod when I came to Sydney because it was, it's, it's not the done thing, but people do it a lot more than <laughs> they do when you don't live on the coast. <laughs> Just realised this is the first city that I've lived in on the coast. That's probably the reason why I've seen a lot more fishing. Yeah, so I decided to get a fishing rod. And then I went fishing on my own. No, I was with one other guy. He was a Brit. And he was a mutual friend of a friend from back home. And I didn't really enjoy myself. It was quite tedious work. Didn't really get any fish. And then I did get them. And um, I started to think, what am I doing? I'm basically just doing this cruel thing, putting a spike in the ocean and hoping that a fish just catches it. And then I pull it out using its body weight. I mean, all of its body weight is on this hook. And then I'm just putting it back in the ocean or the harbour, the water. So yeah, I I thought this is pointless. Just doing it out of pure spite, even though I have no spite for the fish. Uh, Yeah, so I gave it up. So the, the fishing rod has been in my closet for three years now. And, um, Stacey likes to remind me of that, that I've wasted money on it. Does your partner, if you have a partner, does your partner like to point out things that you've wasted money on? I wonder. Just looking at Nugget right now, because he's doing some things that makes me think that I might need to get a plastic bag out. If you know what I mean. Um, That's a pet hate of mine. Oh, pet hate next to a pet. Uh, A pet hate of mine is people leaving dog poos out, Uh, especially, obviously, if you're in a city. I think everyone agrees with me with that. If you don't, send me an email. (laughs) Tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, Yeah, I find it very disrespectful. And one of my friends did it, and I nearly told her that I will never see you again. Not that I'm judgmental, of course. Heaven forbid. 
Oh, no, he's not doing a poo. Okay, good. All right, off we go. Oh, we're coming up against some very large birds. I've come, I've become accustomed to these birds, but if I was to go away and come back again, I would think, what kind of Jurassic Park did I used to live in? These birds, they're ibises. Uh, I think that's the plural. <laughs> An ibis is the singular, I-B-I-S. And people here call them bin chickens because they're always in the bin or around the bin. And uh, yeah, I guess they don't have an imagination of anything other than a chicken being a big bird. So yeah, a bin chicken. I quite like it actually, that name, a bin chicken. Yeah, so they've got very, very long beaks if you don't know what an ibis is. Think of Egyptian birds. That's probably the best description I can give you without you Googling it. An Egyptian bird with a very long beak. And yeah, it reminds me of that, that, um, that children's tale where the stork and the fox have a dinner together. I think this, the story goes where the uh, fox invites the stork over for dinner and the fox is very uh, cunning. And so he gives the stork, or he provides the dinner, on a flat plate. And of course the stork, having a long beak, really struggles to eat the meal. And so the fox gets both meals. He says, oh, if you're not hungry, I'll eat that. So he gets two dinners. I, by the way, I haven't listened to this story or read this story in a long time, so uh, yeah. Forgive me if I'm getting the details wrong, but I, I think the, I've still got the crux of it. So hear me out. Um, so yeah, the, the, the stork doesn't get any food and he's upset. Then he has an idea and he invites the fox round and he gives him the food and the fox is thinking, great, I got two dinners yesterday and I'll get another dinner tonight. Um, but the stork provides him the food in a very tall glass and he can't get his snout or his nose. I'm not sure if it's a snout. A pig has a snout. Oh, hold up. We've got a nugget crouching, making eye contact with me. Why would you make eye contact with me when you're doing a poo? Oh no, it's raining. Okay, I've got to um, stop this right now. Hang on. morning squire i do hope you slept soundly care for some breakfast oh yes i'd i'd, I'd love some uh, what's on the menu let's have a look shall we we have the buffet breakfast for premium podcast members and we have the exclusive set menu if you're a member of the academy all oh, right yeah and and apart from the breakfast options uh, why would i want to be a member of the premium podcast you say or the the um uh, the or the academy sir yes you see premium members get to enjoy the buffet along with transcripts glossaries and flashcards to use how and when you want rather like the buffet if you've not cottoned on yet mr smith 
Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Very nice, very nice. All right. So just like the buffet, I can come and go as much as I like and eat or learn, in this case, uh, in whatever way I like with the basic stuff available for me. Precisely, Mr. Smith. Very good, very good. And then the members of the Academy get everything premium members get, but more importantly, they get to experience some fine dining with a set menu or structure of lessons with videos, audios, quizzes, assignments, speaking classes on Zoom, the speaking partner program, and entry into a lottery to win one-to-one classes with Charlie, the host of the podcast this bed and breakfast is associated with. Gosh, it's a fair amount of stuff, isn't it? You don't suppose I could sample a bit of both options before I decide what to do? It's funny you should say that because we indeed have a sample sausage from the buffet along with a sample of the premium podcast over at thebritishenglishpodcast.com slash premium. And of course, we have some caviar and a full lesson to sample for the Academy over on thebritishenglishpodcast.com slash Academy. Again, All the links will be in the show notes and on that menu in front of you, sir. I will leave it with you to think over, and I do hope you enjoy yourself. Right. Yeah, thanks. Food for thought, I suppose. Oh, dear. Right. Couldn't leave him doing that after I complained about people who do it. So I've got a bag with me now. Um, Don't worry. You're not touching it, at least. I'm the one touching it. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, so he gives... The stork gives the fox his dinner in a very tall glass and the fox can't get anywhere near his food. He's trying and trying. He puts his nose as deep as possible into the glass, but alas, no hope. Not even a single bit of food. And then the stork says, Oh, are you not hungry? And then he laps it up. Smug as fuck. Um, that that swear word probably wasn't in the children's book. So, yeah, I'm not sure what the moral is there. So that probably indicates that um, I'm missing the main part of the story. Come on. But yeah, what do you think the moral of the story there would be? Don't give a person food... If you can't, if you don't have a long beak, very specific, (laughs) very specific, isn't it? Imagine your kid looking at you, thinking you're the all wise mother or father, and you give them that piece of advice. They'd be like, but mum, I don't have a long beak. Unless they do have a long beak, then you're making sense. Then you'd get that mug that says best parent of the year or world's best mum or dad. I'm walking up a big hill now, looking back at the big old cruise ship. I think I want to try a cruise ship. A lot of people slate them. Slate them, I mean, they talk negatively about them. But I'd like to just at least give it a go. See what all the fuss is about. It's a very forced trip. Like the itinerary is very forced. I don't know. I don't like planning things, so maybe I'd like it. I don't like talking about plans as well. Yeah, maybe that would be good for me. Hang on, just putting the thing that I won't mention in the bin. 
That made a very big thud, didn't it? I got this idea of walking and podcasting from a fictional character that I absolutely love called Alan Partridge. And he's done some new podcasts, again, as a fictional character. And because his character has such a backstory, I guess, because of all of the things that he's done over the years. You know, he's been, he's been doing it for like 20 years, maybe. The guy is called Steve Coogan, and he created this fictional char- character a long, long time ago, maybe even 30 years. And I've watched him growing up. His, his humour is, I would say, next to none, meaning it's the best of the best. But, yeah, the way in which he goes about his recording is quite interesting because it makes you feel like you're with him not just a blank canvas in a recording booth. He takes you on walks. He gets stuck in a cave. Um, And yeah, it just makes me feel like I'm next to him. So I thought I'd try this, see how annoying the audio is. Very loud bus going past. Is that annoying or or does that make you feel like you're next to me? I don't know. I'll, I'll have a little listen in the edit. Oh, I'm getting hot in my coat. The rain has eased off and we're coming towards the end of the dog walk. We've done a bit of a loop um, and I'm about to jump in the shower to get ready for a night out with the boys. I say the boys, but it's just two other guys, maybe three other guys who I met through Stacey, actually, yes. Her colleague from work and then her university friend's boyfriend Um, but yeah we've become good friends over the years we're going out for a curry good old curry we're all English and so we all source we all crave an Indian a curry from time to time meaning every Friday basically and uh, yeah we've booked ourselves in gonna have a few beers before and then a curry Yes, I hope uh, that is nice and I hope you have a nice evening. Right, I'm going to end this here because there's a bit of traffic and I don't want to say to Nuggets owners, sorry, your dog has passed away, but I did make a podcast in the making of that process of him dying. So, yeah. All right. I will speak to you next time on the British English Podcast. Podcast.